Gentech podcast discussing business, investing, and marketing. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gentech podcast season two, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion with top business owners. Today we have on Colton Daly. He is a life coach, a Florida real estate broker, and the host of the Not So Perfect podcast. So Colton, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you. It's an honor. Of course. So I know you do a lot, but first I want to get into more of your background. So sure. Where are you originally from? I'm from, I was actually born in Tampa, Florida. I uh, spent a couple years there and then grew up in Sarasota, Bradenton area. And now I'm back in the hometown, so I'm officially a, a Tampa never, Floridian. Yeah, really hear about people being born in Tampa, yeah. so that's a first. It's a rare one. So when did you first get into, um, I know you said your mom is also a real estate agent, right. so is that what got you into real estate? Actually, you know, my whole family, um, brother, father, mother, my mother's been doing it about 30 years, mm -hmm. but the whole family was in it. Um, I was a freshman in college. I was like, you know what? I might as well get my license. Came home from the summer, got it at 19 years old, and wow. just kind of dabbled a little bit in college, helped friends find rentals and stuff like that, but never like all in on it. Yeah, that's honestly a great time to get it though, because um, I know now being in grad school, everyone is looking for apartments and rentals. So it's great that you started that early. And do you think that really helped you in your career starting that early? Well, it was a blessing in college. Um, you know, when you have a real estate license, a lot of these apartment places, they, they play, pay, you know, commissions. So if I knew my friend was going to find a place, I'd be like, hey, man, can I just can I come with you? Right. And it was just like a thousand bucks here, or there just to walk in and say I was their agent. So I'd take them out to lunch or something like that for bringing me. But it was a blessing. And you were starting to be a business professional in college. And did you feel like you really differed from, you know, your peers that were just doing college for college? You know, I almost feel like I was doing college for college. I have a, a bit four year business degree from Florida Atlantic University. Um, and to be honest with you, it's, it was pretty much useless. It was about a four year vacation. I mean, I was, I was grateful for the networking and the opportunities, but as far as teaching me how to run and operate a business in today's day and age, it was uh, almost a waste of time. So you said you started to be a real estate agent at 19. When did you become a life coach? <sighs> I became a life coach. Man, it must be about when I was about 24 years old or so. I'm about to be 29 in a couple months. So it's been about four years or so. And what would you say your interests were that really led you to that journey? Yeah, well, you know, for a while I was really seeking what my purpose for life was. I've always kind of been asking that question and, and on that spiritual walk to find that. Um, I think for me, what launched me into that career was going through a lot of adversity at a younger age. So I had, there was a, my older brother, definitely a superhero of mine. You know, he was captain of the football team, six years older. He was a ladies man, went to the military. Um, and then he, he got an addiction with drugs when I was in high school. All right, so about freshman year, that took our family on one crazy journey, you know, almost an eight year journey of him dealing with narcotics and struggling and kind of watching the downfall of my family. Um, when I was 22 years old, my senior year of college, July 5th, I came home. I was going to go out with him that night. He went out. I didn't go out instead. Um, two days later, I found him dead to an overdose in a hotel bed. All right now, during that time, my father was diagnosed with bladder cancer. He was misdiagnosed, said he had a kidney stone. It's actually bladder cancer. So six months later, on the very night of my college graduation, my father passed away to cancer. And so within six months, I lost half my family. I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life in Boca Raton with my friends, just graduated, and everything shifted in the blink of an eye. And, and so to put the cherry on top, about two months later, my godfather passed away, just randomly to a heart attack. So I lost all my mentors, all my leaders, all my greatest role models. And I had my mother, 
right? And I'm grateful for her, but from that moment, I had no guidance anymore. So the only way that I kept my spirit lit and kept my fire inside is every day I'd wake up and I'd listen to motivational speakers. Some of the greatest leaders and speakers that ever walked our planet, like Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and Miles Monroe and Earl Nightingale. I would listen to these people for hours a day um, for the last seven or eight years. And so I've got a couple thousand hours of personal development of the greatest leaders and speakers of our planet that are instilled in me. And so that, that's where that passion comes from and all that wisdom comes from that, you know, eventually led me into regurgitating what they instilled into me and to other people and to now my clients. And when I do motivational speaking to everybody who's watching. And I'm really sorry for your loss and Thank to you. hear that. And that definitely makes you have to grow up really quick. You said, you know, it was your senior year of college. So, you know, hearing that backstory, you know, really makes sense and to see how you've grown into that person today. And how do you think that loss like really shaped you? Well, I think it blasted me to different levels of consciousness. There's a quote by Carl Jung that says, enlightenment is barred by the necessity of a pathway through hell, right? Just as gold is refined by fire and diamonds are formed under pressure. It's essentially what happened in my life. And that adversity made me the man I am today and also gave me the path and the purpose that I have today. And so it was my faith that carried me through that journey. I, I truly believe that all things work for the good and that there's a plan for all of that. And I mean, you're sitting here witnessing the plan now. Definitely. So, you know, you had these things happen to you that really shaped your life. And, you know, most people could have taken that and, you know, not done what you've done with it. It's really, truly amazing that you took all of those adversities and became a life coach because you wanted to help other people. Right. So can you talk about your journey, you know, really starting that? Like, what are the first steps after watching those videos and, you know, understanding like this is something I want to do? Yeah, you know, I, um, I was really on that search for my purpose. And I've always kind of had this gift of like motivating people. Like anytime my friends were down and out, they'd call me, I'd try to motivate them, I'd inspire them. I'd always get them fired up. Even when we were in the gym, I was always the person to make you do that extra rep, that go a little heavier. And so I knew I had this heart of a coach to really push people. And so, I mean, originally I've always loved fitness and I was like, okay, well, why don't I get my, my fitness certification? So I went and got certified with the National Association of Sports Medicine to be a fitness coach. I signed one client and a week later I threw out my lower back, right? Again, some adversity, but it was an absolute blessing because I, you know, listening to so much Tony Robbins and knowing he was a life coach, I just fell in love with the psychology and the fascination of like, if you can transform a human's mind and transform their thoughts and identity, their entire life will follow suit. And so, yeah, I mean, it was that journey where I went and got certified through a company called IPEC. Um, and just begin the journey. But I think the most important, uh, most important thing for anybody who's going to pursue a dream, right, which is definitely the narrow path, is you're gonna have to have courage. And that's the number one trait I think that any entrepreneur and any dream chaser's gotta have in his courage. And there's a really, really good quote called Man in the Arena by Theodore Roosevelt that I'd highly recommend taking a look at. I will take a look at that. And that's, you know, interesting to hear that journey. Like you knew you wanted to be a coach. You started off with fitness. That didn't work out, but it really does. Like you said, you believed in your faith and everything ended up being really meant to be. And, you know, you talked about your faith, but I want to kind of get more into that. What would you say the core beliefs that you have that lay the foundation for your life coaching? Core beliefs. Well, I mean, to start, I'm a Christian man, right? Um, I'd say I'm more spiritual and faithful than religion. Uh, um, I guess for me, you know, 
I'm just here to, to, to chase purpose and to chase a legacy and to really like chase having honor. Like money's never been a thing I've chased. It's always been trying to have a big impact. Uh, one of my favorite movies, I watch clips of it every day, is Gladiator. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. It's definitely my favorite movie, but um, it just truly inspires me. Truly a man in the arena. One of the quotes in there is, what we do on earth echoes in eternity. All right, so for me in my life, I'm just trying to have as much impact in this world, affect as many lives as I can, just be a light for this generation and help people find what they were called to do. I think that, you know, 95% of the world is kind of caught up in the matrix and, and going through the motions and almost living on autopilot. And I'm here to just be like that voice in the wilderness that's saying, look, you know, you can live a life on fire. Like you have a gift, you were born to do something amazing. You gotta have courage to do it, but if you want it, you can have it. And would you say that's the value you bring to your clients? Like, why would you say people hire you? What is that reason that, you know, they think they need a life coach? I say, you know, majority of the people that I work with, and it's, it's, my niche has kind of found me. And I think that's a challenge a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with initially, especially coaches, because they're like, what's my niche? What's my niche? What's my niche, right? And it's like, well, just, just start coaching, right? Just take one step at a time and your niche will find you. And over time, it seemed to be entrepreneurs. I just have a super heart for because man they're they're dream chasers and sky is the limit right and so i think people come to me when they're really down on their energy right that maybe they lack a vision they lack a purpose for their lives and after all the work i've done I, that's the most important thing i think a human can have is to truly have a vision you know in the good book it says without a vision the people perish and essentially what that means is when there's no vision when there's no goal there's nothing pulling us in life we die inside all right, so a lot of this motivation, this inspiration we're seeking is often tied to a goal and a vision for our life. So to help someone find that vision when they don't have one, when they're just going through the motions, um, is essentially, I think, why most people come to me. And then when, they when I can help them create a vision, once they have the vision, I'll help them achieve it. I'll help them achieve it. I think that's one of my greatest gifts is kind of finding the doors and opportunities and situations, helping them step out of their comfort zone, have the courage, build the courage and the identity needed to help them achieve that dream. And you were saying you first started off by, you know, just giving your friends advice. And I think a lot of us listening to this can really relate to that. You know, you, your friends are coming to you for advice, whether it's relationship or school or work. And you feel like, you know, I'm good at giving advice, but how do you turn that into a business or a career? That's a good question. Um, coaching is not so much about advice. It's not so much about consultation. It's really helping the other person identify their truth. Right? and identify what their heart desires. And it's the art of asking really, really good questions. Being able to tap into the subconscious mind and allow them to tap into their highest self and start to hear those answers within themselves. Right? So it's not that I necessarily tell them where to go. I help them find their own path. And would you say you kind of have a target audience for, I know you said entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but who is really like the audience that you're like, I can help you? Definitely millennial entrepreneurs. I really, really love this generation. I think we're a beautiful hybrid between, you know, the generation that didn't really have the technology where we were going outside, coming in when the sun sets, right? And then being introduced to this technology and a, and a beautiful gap in between. Um, I think that's really my client market, my target market for sure. Okay. How do you help people find their purpose? That's a really good question. I'd say to start, I believe that Everybody's got a gift. I believe God gave each of us a gift, and I believe it's our job to identify that, what that gift is, right? In the, in the book of wisdom, it says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great, brings him before kings, right? So first it's like, what are you really good at? What do you do the very best with the least amount of effort? When other people think about you, what do they think about you having? 
right? So for me, it's like, man, I wanna call him when I'm down, when I need some motivation, when I need some fire in my life, right? And the second thing is, is it's like, what are your passions? Right? What makes you come alive? Like really, really come alive and catch that flow state. Right? There's a really, really good quote, maybe it's Oprah Winfrey, I'm not quite sure, but it says, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. All right, so really, if you can find what you love to do, something you're super passionate about, and find a way to make money do it, you'll never, you'll never work a day in your life. Like truly, I am like, coaching lights my soul on fire. I truly love it, right? Speaking lights my soul on fire. Hosting some of these men's retreats that I host lights my soul on fire. And essentially, I've always been chasing this life to get paid to play and never have to work a day in my life. It's amazing that you're able to do that because it does come so naturally to you and, and it is your passion. And where do you find this motivation? So many people have fears of speaking in public or you know, just being outspoken at all with their beliefs. And how do you find that confidence in yourself to accomplish that? I think that one of the greatest blessings that came from losing my brother and father was the realization that I'm gonna die, right? How short life really is. Um, there's a Latin phrase called memento mori, which means remember you will die, right? So understanding that, it kind of begins to take some of those fears away of the judgments and the insecurities I might face, right? Because what do I have to lose? There's a really good quote by Steve Jobs, and he says, remembering you are going to die is the only way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You're already naked, you have no reason not to follow your heart. Right, so that's one of the biggest things for me, is like, on one day we're gonna have a tombstone, and it's gonna be the day you were born, the day you die, and there's gonna be a little dash in between. And what's that dash gonna represent? All right, and so again, it just, for me, it comes down to legacy. I wanted to have as much impact as I can in this world. And, um, and then, truthfully, I mean, the fear is always gonna be there. I don't know if that ever goes away. I mean, even starting this podcast, you know, my heart's pounding a little bit, I'm excited. Before I walk onto any stage, before I coach a new client, I mean, I always get some of those, maybe those fears and insecurities and that doubt, right? But that's where courage comes into play because like fear is not, you know, courage is not the absence of fear. That's the part of courage. It's being willing to step into that anyways, to step into the arena. Because at the end you are gonna die and you can die in the bleachers or you can die in the field. And it's like, you might as well come down the field and have a good time while you're here. And I love that, and that's such a great point, but what advice would you give, you know, to someone who wants to live their life to the fullest? Like, how is it possible? You gotta do the work. You gotta do the work, right? You gotta really find, you know, you find what you're called to do, find your purpose, be chasing that. Really be able to dive into yourself, see what your limiting beliefs are, see what's holding you back, and that comes with finding a good coach, a good life coach, that comes with finding a therapist, that comes with doing the personal development and listening to the speakers and the leaders and reading the books and surrounding yourself with people who are playing the game way higher than you. You know, if you can find someone who's so in love with their life, unconditionally in love with their life, get around them, surround yourself, right? Invest your resources into them so you can get what they have. And, and that would be the first start. Find a coach, find a therapist, find someone doing exactly what it is you wanna do and somehow get around them. And when is that right time to find a coach or find a therapist? Is there ever a right time? Right now. Right now. It's like, what are you waiting for? I think definitely the sooner the better with these things. So how do you use the adversity you went through to find your purpose? Oof, that's a really good one. You know, a couple months after losing my brother and father, I had just graduated college. I was working a nine to five job. I got blessed with through a friend. I was paying a lot of money, but I was super unfulfilled and unsatisfied. And um, 
man, I was just sitting there every day, bored out of my mind, asking myself, is this really what you're gonna do the rest of your life? Like be this miserable just to make a paycheck. And so I knew I was kind of looking for a way out. And I went home that night after thinking this and I had a dream. And towards the end of my brother and father's life, my family started going on cruises. And we fell in love with these cruises. And we went on like five in two years and we were having a blast. Well, in the dream, I'm at a, I'm with my family again. And we're at a table on the side of the cruise ship, a little circular table. To my left is my mother, to the left of her is my father, and to my right is my brother. And I am just looking at my brother and he has his shirt off and he's eating a Snickers bar and I was making fun of him for being chubby. And he was giggling about it and I was just so in awe to be in his presence again. It's like I knew it was a dream, but I was just like really enjoying the moment and just seeing him and, and shining his light and it was beautiful. And all of a sudden in the dream I realized, this can't last. And like you can't stay here, you have to go. And as soon as I realized that, the, the dream switched, the scene switched, and all of a sudden my brother's in the corner of this wall, like this little kitty quarter, and I'm right in front of him, and I'm telling him, you can't stay here, you can't stay. And he's looking over me, he's not paying attention, he's kind of goofing off. And I get really frustrated, because he's not paying attention. I just took my hands, summoned up some strength, and I just slammed him in his chest with both of my hands. And being my older brother, he looked at me right in the eyes with a very fearful look. I was like, ah, crap, you know, I was about to catch an ass whooping. Right? He looks me dead in my eyes, he grabs me by my shoulders, and says, Colton, I need you to Google the name Gary Walker. I woke up. And now I'm, I just woke up, I'm absolutely shook. Like, I, I, first of all, I'm, I just had a dream with my dead brother. He told me to Google a man's name specifically. I don't even know Gary. I don't have a friend named Gary. Right, I run out, I'm like, Mom, do you know Gary Walker? She's like, no. All day at work, I'm kind of Googling, I can't really find anything. That evening, right before I left work, I found on YouTube about the third page, there was a video. And it says, Brother Gary Walker shares his testimony. And, and so I start to listen to this about two and a half hour video. And I'm on my way to the gym. I had an hour drive home. I get to the gym and this guy starts sharing his testimony. He's a pastor of a church in Australia. He launched a church. His entire life he's been in ministry. He had a beautiful family. He did amazing outreach and did all these amazing things. And one day he was with, he has two daughters, just one daughter and his wife. And they got in the car and they were going to do some ministry, some outreach, something amazing. His daughter says, Dad, you want me to sit on the left side of the seat or the right side? He's like, I don't care, you never asked me to sit on the right. On their way there, a box truck comes down the road, swears off the road and smashes right into the side of the left side of the car. His daughter was sitting on the left, she would have been killed on impact. Gary and his wife were severely injured. He was in a coma for up to nine months in the hospital. Right. After nine months or so, he comes out of this coma and he said for the first time in his life, he questioned God. Like, God, why, how could you do this to me? Why would you allow this to happen to me? All I've ever done is good. All I've ever done is serve you. How could you let this happen to me? And he says for the first time in his life, he heard the audible voice of God, not the internal monologue, but the audible. And he said, Gary, if you knew the plans I had for you, you would have signed up for this. And at that moment, my entire body just filled up with goosebumps. I barely, almost fell to my knees because that was the message my brother came to gave me or God came to gave me. Right, and so for me, it's just the same way I live my life. Right, like if, if I knew the plans that he had, right, when I'm on these stages in front of 100 people, hopefully five, 10,000 one day, to let them know that like whatever you're going through is gonna be part of your purpose. Right, and so that's what's continued to fill me up. And there was a moment I'd encourage anybody who's overcome this adversity and overcome these hard times where I wanted to get into motivational speaking. And I met this motivational speaker and he goes, well, what's your story? And I said, well, you know, this is what I went through. I lost a brother and father, but I don't want people to know that. Like, I'm not a victim. I don't want anyone's sympathy. And he looked at me and says, stop being so insecure. This is the platform God gave you.
right? This is the platform God gave you to connect and to resonate with the hearts of other people. So it's like whatever you've gone through, that's probably gonna become part of your purpose and your pain will become part of that purpose. And what's so beautiful is after that, I finally stepped up and I started this journey to do motivational speaking. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have a stage, but the only platform I have is social media, is Instagram. I'm gonna start making these little motivational videos with all these quotes I've accumulated. And so I started making these videos and I made about four or five, and I was terrified to do this, by the way, super insecure. Like this is in the very beginning. And the first quote video I did was by Jim Rohn. And it's, it, the quote is, if you think trying is risky, if you think trying is scary, wait until you get the bill for not trying, right? And so that really inspired me to start doing this. And I was about two months in, just started. And I get a DM from an older gentleman in his 50s, worked in one of my, um, my offices. I didn't even know who he was. He danced me on Christmas Eve and says, Colton, I just want to thank you for what you've been doing. You've really... Um, inspired me in a really, really dark season of my life. Thank you. And I was like, that's super awesome. I didn't even know this guy was watching. He DMs me, he goes, will you have coffee with me? And I was like, sure. And, and so I sit down and have coffee with him about a week later. And as soon as he sits down, he goes, Colin, I just want to let you know that on Christmas Eve when I DM'd you, that night I was laying in my bed and I was going to commit suicide and kill myself that night. I was planning how I was going to do it. And then I, as I went on Instagram for the last time and was scrolling through, I saw your video. And after everything you just went through, after all the adversity you just overcame, if you can still be this positive, then so can I. And I decided not to take my life. That's incredible. And so, you know, for me at this point, the fears and insecurities don't matter, right? Because there's someone out there suffering. And if we don't do what we're born to do, if we don't do what we're called to do, then other people suffer. It's not just ourselves and that guy and that guy's children. And so, I mean, that's my encouragement for everyone is we have that opportunity to be a light in this world. It's people who need us. It's like, you know, our fears and insecurities are just wasting time. Yeah, I feel like you've really taken like that statement, everything is meant to be and, you know, ran with it. Like your whole life really has so much impact. And, you know, seeing just what a post on social media can do is incredible. Right. And, you know, that dream, like going back to that is, is crazy if you think about it you know you heard that name in your dream that you've never heard before and that led you to this beautiful story that led you to these motivational videos and really having an impact on so many people's lives and it's it really is just incredible what can it, it can do and how important do you think you know motivational speaking and life coaching is and how beneficial is it to you know mm -hmm. your followers and just everyone around you it's amazing. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've had a coach for many years now. Um, I've had a couple different coaches. I will always have a coach because we won't do it for ourselves. Very rarely will we sit down for two hours and spend that time really working in our lives, right? Really diving into the things we don't want to look at. And all a coach or a therapist is per se is just a mirror for you to sit down and understand yourself, get to know yourself, get to love yourself. There's a really cool quote by Les Brown. He says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do no harm. All right, so really learning how to become best friends with yourself and unconditionally love yourself because the quality of your life will change drastically. Right? If, you can, if you can change the identity of who you believe we are, right? our thoughts and our actions will always be in alignment with who we believe we are. So if you can change your identity and who they believe they are, you don't have to fix the external, that'll take care of itself. Right? If you've read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, he's got a beautiful chapter on this. And he talks about somebody, let's say, that wants to, wants to write a book or wants to start writing. Right? He's like, the goal is not to write. The goal is to become a writer. Because once you're a writer, you just write because it's what you do. 
Same with someone who wants to go to the gym. It's like the goal is not to work out, the goal is to become an athlete. Because once you're an athlete, you just work out because it's who you are. And so I think one of the, the greatest things about coaching is building up the identity of who they are and who they desire to be. And what is being coached by you like? Like if you were to coach me, like what is the process like that you go through? It's an absolute blast. <laughs> and we're gonna have a good time and we're yeah. gonna go deep. Um, it really depends on anyone, any, any person. What season of life are they in? Where are they at? What is kind of their level of consciousness at? What are they struggling with? What do they need to overcome? Right? Do they need courage? Right? Do they need to step back and reflect? It, it really varies from person to person. But ultimately, my job is to help you win. And, and so at first, it's like, do you have a vision? Do you have a goal that you're trying to chase? If not, we got to start there. Okay. Let's get you one of those. And then once you do have that goal or vision, what's the, the next step we can take to get there? What's the next step we can take to get there? What's the next step? Right? And it's like, you don't have to eat the whole elephant. You just take one bite at a time and eventually you'll eat that elephant. And what are those seasons of life that you mentioned? Winter, spring, summer, fall. <laughs> All right, it depends where they're at. Yeah. Is it winter? Is it dark? Are they going through adversity and darkness? At that point, it's just encouraging them to hold on. Hold on, because what comes after winter? Spring. Spring. And what do you do in spring, right? You plant, you reap, or you sow. And you sow a lot of seeds. And really, I help my clients sow a lot of seeds into whatever their goals or their dreams are. And what comes after that? Summertime, harvest season. Right? And so they start to reap some of the benefits of the work they put in and the seeds that they planted. Right? And so the cycle continues. And we're all going through a season of life as human beings. It's just the, the natural inclination of the human experience. Right? And, I, and I think just it, even more so on so much the psychology side, I just really passionate, obsessed with like human optimization, right? How can I live life with the most joy, the most energy, the most love, whether that be fitness, whether that be nutrition, whether that be psychology, I'm just, I'm fascinated by all aspects of it and I feel like I can help anybody in any area. And how do you conti continue to strengthen your skills and your experience in coaching? That's a really good question. As a coach, you can only take somebody to the level that you're at. Mm -hmm. Right. Eventually, I can take a client to where I'm at. I can't really serve you anymore. Right. This is why I have to continue to grow myself. So, or, like I said, every day I'm I'm listening to motivational, inspirational speakers. Every day I'm reading books. I'm hiring coaches that are way out of my league because they're taking me up to their level. So I have to continue to expand so that my clients can continue to expand, and that's really, really, really important. And when your clients are continuing to expand, you know. Is there ever really an end point or do you believe that you can continuously grow? I believe I can continuously grow. I, I, I have been. I mean, it's my goal to continue to expand levels of consciousness, to find more unconditional love, more peace, more joy. Um, but my goal is to help my, my client get to a point where they don't need me. I shouldn't have to coach you forever. Mm -hmm. And that, there are some clients that just love having me as that accountability aspect to continue to have a mirror for themselves, to continue to help them grow. So how can someone determine what type of coach that they need? That's a great question. Um, you know, I always say coaches are like chefs, right? Like you have multiple Michelin star chefs, but they, they have different flavors of cooking. This guy cooks Chinese, this guy cooks Spanish food, this guy cooks American. So find out what flavor you're looking for. There's a ton of different coaches. There's relationship coaches, mindset coaches, there's health coaches, there's lifestyle coaches. There's a coach for almost anything at this point. But I, I think more so than that, just find someone you feel really, really aligned with. 
right? Like they're speaking to your soul, they're speaking to your spirit, and you just feel really called by what they do and who they are. And I think one of the, the, the things that separates really, really good coaches is people who are just authentic. Right? They don't try to be anyone else but themselves, and they really own and embrace that and love themselves. At least that's who I really admire. Because there's a lot of people in this world that are out there speaking right now. There's a lot of people making a lot of noise, but there's very few who have weight to their words that really touch the soul when they start to speak. So just find out who you feel aligned with and call to and, and send it, man. You gotta understand that when you invest into a coach, you're investing into yourself. You're not like you're not just paying a coach. You're, you're you're paying that coach whether it's and good coaches are expensive. Don't get me wrong. You're talking anywhere from five grand to a hundred thousand. So there's some coaches that are a quarter million to work for, for 50, 50 hours. Um, Steve Hardison, for example, quarter million for fifty hours, right? And so, but you're what you're paying for, right? It's like for me, for example, if you were to work with me, well, you're paying for ten years of the adversity I overcame. You're paying for thousands of hours of personal development. You're paying for every book and every every ounce of wisdom that I have inside of me. You're not paying me for my time, but you're also paying me for the very real opportunity to bring your dream into reality. And in the end, what is your dream worth? And what are you worth, which is important? Well, it really depends on, I don't have a set price. It really depends where my client's currently at. It's definitely several thousands of dollars, right? But you know, it, enough to where they'll put skin in the game and commit, right? Where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. If I had a guy that's a billionaire and I charged him $1,000 to work with me, he's not going to take that serious. There's no skin in the game. All right, so it really depends on how long I work with you, what you're needing from me, and the time we're going to spend together. And I want to get more into, you're also a Florida real estate broker. Right. So, you know, the market is crazy right now, and I want to hear kind of your thoughts on that. So what do you think about the real estate market in Florida right now? You know, I can't really speak for the whole market of Florida. I can speak for more Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that you know we're still one of the hottest cities in the entire world. I think the entire nation, maybe the entire world. <laughs> and I mean, the last few years you have people like Tom Brady coming, you have the Lightning winning, you got the Tampa Bay winning, you got the Rays going to the finals, um, and then everything you know along the lines of the pandemic that we went through and everyone's traveling here. Uh, I definitely see kind of a stalling of the market. I'm seeing a lot more listings start to come on the market. I'm seeing some price reductions. I'm even noticing some of the listings that I currently have are just not really selling at the moment. Where you go back a year ago, it was kind of just ask whatever you want and you were getting paid for it and probably over asking price. So I think we're starting to see a level out, which we probably need, especially for these millennials that are finding a hard time to spend 3,000 in rent for a, a 500 square foot apartment or pay $700,000 for a 700 foot square foot condo. Mm -hmm. It's probably necessary. Um, but I think as far as Tampa goes, I don't think we'll take too big of a hit. And would you say it's a buyer's or seller's market right now? I say we're still in a seller's market. I'd say we're still in a seller's market. So what advice would you give to someone that is looking to buy an investment property currently? If the numbers are right, send it. Yeah. And what is your views now on, you know, the interest rate continuing to rise? Do you think it will ever continue or, or keep continuing? I, I don't really, it's not what I put a lot of focus on. Um, to be quite honest with you, I, I'd say that although I enjoy really, really selling condos, that's kind of my niche in real estate. I love channel side condos, I love Tampa condos, and I love serving people to get those homes. Um, real estate for me is a vessel to help turn my dream into reality, to become what, the, one of the best motivational speakers in the world and one of the best life coaches in the world. So as of now, throughout the last few years, it's really begun the transition from focusing a lot of my time on building a real estate career to you know, 90% of it building this coaching and speaking career.
Definitely, because you're able to, you know, fulfill your passion. And you're also a host of a podcast. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. But just to go back on that one thing, I believe that a lot of us have a lot of different ways to make money. And there's a lot of us who are very, very talented people. And there's any path you can take. I can go and if I really pursued it, make millions of dollars in real estate, but it wouldn't fulfill me. It wouldn't light my soul on fire. And I think a lot of people are going to come to that, that crossroads one day where they have the path of least resistance or a path that's going to make them a lot of money or the path to follow their heart, to follow their dream. Right? And one brings fulfillment. Right? So to really have somebody identify, like a lot of people say, I want to be successful. What does that mean? Get really clear in your definition. Right, because if you chase, you know, if you're chasing a sunset and you're running east, right, you're gonna run into some problems. And how would you define success? Purpose, fulfillment, joy, love, peace, impact, contribution, progress, growth. And you know, have you obviously you were saying you know you're using real estate to as a vessel to live out your passion project and help people. So, would you call yourself successful? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really happy with where I'm at, but still hungry to continue to grow. Um, I'm content, but never satisfied. And where do you see yourself, or where do you hope to see yourself in five years of being a life coach? Yeah, uh, now that you say, what is my definition of success? I'd really say just the ability to live life on my terms, to do what I want to do when I want to do it, to do what I love to do. Even if that means after this podcast, going to play a game of golf with somebody around the golf, but being able to be there and be a light for them as I do it, to meet new people, and to travel the world, to speak. And the question was, where do I see myself in five years? Mm -hmm. Doing exactly what I'm doing today. I, I just think on a bigger platform as I continue to you know, show my authority in, in, in this realm that I'm always born here to do this, that I'm really good. I, from the bottom of my heart, I truly believe I can go toe to toe with the best motivational speakers in the world. I'm just waiting for my opportunity to showcase it. And how will you continue to grow? Keep stepping into the arena. Keep stepping out of my comfort zone. And, uh, and beginning this journey, I've been starting to, to set up these events, these personal development events. The last one I did was about three months ago where I had about you know, 60 people show up and they all invested their money to come and I was able to help serve them for, for three hours and pour all this wisdom and personal development into them. And I just see that continuing to grow. I see my clientele continuing to grow with maybe the status of the people. Um, I'd like to work with some of the greatest in the world. And what were what is the real purpose of these events? You know, versus meeting with you one on one as a life coach. Mm, really, to 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 share with the masses, right? I mean, to work one on one. Let's say I meet with a client for two hours. If I was going to meet with seventy people for two hours, right? I'd be here for a few months. So really to share with a larger amount of people, some of the most profound wisdom and truths I could share, let's say in three hours. But ultimately the theme is along the same of what we've been talking about. Where are you at in your life right now? Right, have you ever thought about that? Have you ever kind of sat down of a benchmark? It's like, where am I? Where am I going? Am I, am I on the right path to get there? Right, or am I doing some things in my life that are holding me back? Am I stagnant? Am I, what am I chasing? Right, if you're at a nine, let's say you're at a nine to five, and it's like, what, what after this? And some people have never thought about that. They don't have a next goal, right? Okay, let's say you're not really fulfilled. What's your plan to get out of this, right? Okay, let's say you get the promotion, you make a little extra money because now you'll say you're a manager. You make 30,000 more. Is that gonna fulfill you? Is that your dream? Is that your heart's desire? All right, so to really get people to come together and be like, where am I and where am I going? 
and am I making progress towards that? And also just to encourage them through some of the adversity they may be experiencing. And again, it's great that you're able to, you know, live out your passion. And what advice would you have to any of the listeners on this podcast that, you know, what they're doing right now isn't their passion and they're not feeling fulfilled by their job, even though they're making that money. What advice would you have to someone who wants to live out their passion project? So you said they're in their job now. They're not currently passionate about what they're doing, mm -hmm. but they're not really doing anything else. Mm -hmm. First of all, find what makes you come alive. What do you really love to do? You know, back to what we were saying earlier, mm -hmm. what lights your soul on fire? What are your gifts? All right, what could you do every day? If you could wake up every day doing something you love, what would that look like? And a lot of people have all these limiting beliefs like, oh, it's not possible, right? Or I wouldn't be able to do that, right? Let's say you're obsessed with video games, right? Like you could play that 16 hours a day. Mm -hmm. There's streamers out there making $100 million at this point, right? You can go on there, maybe you're, maybe you're a coach, right? And you can stream and you can coach, you can play video games, you can do anything, right? So whatever limiting you, beliefs you have is a bunch of BS. One of the things Gary Vee always talks about for people who are in that position, let's say you have responsibilities, you have a 95, right? He's like, okay, what are you doing from five to 11 when you get home? That's another well, seven, eight hours. Mm -hmm. And so begin to find what you wanna do, right? Create the vision and start planting the little seeds to open those opportunities. And I'm always one, right? There's a good formula in the good book that we've all heard. It says, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knock and it will be open for you. Three parts, three commas. First, you gotta ask. Right, I'm a big proponent of the law of attraction. I really believe it. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Right, given, it'll be given to you. Right, and so what are you thinking? What are you asking for? Once you ask, well then you have a comma, the next part is seek. All right, so when you put it in your, your reticular activating system, all of a sudden your subconscious mind goes to work on your behalf. It starts spotting people and doors and opportunities and starts highlighting books that maybe you should read but you gotta be looking for it, your eyes have to be open. But it doesn't stop there, because then when you see it, last comma, is you gotta knock. You gotta knock on that door and it'll be open for you. And this is where a lot of people struggle. Maybe there's that person where it's like, I really feel like I need to talk to him. I really feel like I need to talk to her. But all of a sudden you have those inner insecurities, that inner voice. Nah, don't bother them. Nah, they're busy. Nah, you may get rejected. And that right there can prevent your entire dream from coming to life. You've gotta be willing to have courage step up into the arena, face those fears, and knock when those opportunities come. And I live by the quote, closed mouths don't get fed. And how do you really create that motivation in your clients? Helping them find their why. You know, it's like once you have that purpose and you have that dream, like why do you wanna accomplish this? Okay. Right, really helping them find a lot of meaning behind, behind why they're gonna chase that, why they're willing to give up everything to accomplish that dream. And I really feel like I'm willing to give up everything to bring my dream to life. I would sacrifice, if someone offered me $10 million right now for like a sales position doing something I didn't want to do, I would say no and continue to grind out the beginning stages, right? And you know, you were saying that you were really started off on social media and posting those videos and not realizing how huge of an impact they were having. How have you used social media, you know, now in your business as a vessel to, you know, spread your motivational speaking and your coaching to your followers and, and you know, all of the users on Instagram? Right. Well, I think for Instagram, for me, a part of it is just an opportunity to, to be a light for this world. It's almost like some philanthropy efforts as well. Mm -hmm. 
there's so much that we scroll through all, all day, maybe that's a little bit negative. And I just try to be on there and, and kind of interrupt that pattern and be a light for this world. So everything I post is typically, I post with the heart and the intention to add value. Right, whatever the picture may be in the caption, I promise you there's gonna be something in there that if you take time to read it, it could add a little bit of wisdom to your life or a little bit of hope. And how important do you think it is to add value in your content? Like you said, there's so much being posted and it's just oversaturated all of social media. So how important is it that you know, you're know you on there continuously adding value and, and improving people's lives? <sighs> I think it's really important. I think we kind of have options. Is it is Instagram an ego show, right? Are we up there to get a bunch of likes and to validate something within ourselves that we're not able to validate for ourselves because we haven't done the inner work to have that self-validation? Um, but for me, you know, again, I just, I think what a beautiful opportunity to, to be a light for this world, to put out a good message, and at the same time, to be your authentic self, to inspire people. Right, just like I'm, I do those personal development events, just like I do with my coaches, I, I share some of the same things on my social media. And all my heart, I promise you, from the bottom of my heart, if there's just one person that that post affects, I don't need a million likes. That's really cool. If it gets a million views, I want my message to share out to the world. But when I get that one message that says, I really, really needed to hear this today, or that one guy that you didn't even know that was about to take his life that needed to hear my voice, that if my insecurities held me back from doing that, he wouldn't be here today. That's what it's all about. It's truly purpose. And has that story really shapes now kind of every post that you have, seeing how much of an impact it has? Right. Yeah. It definitely does. It is crazy to see, you know, because on social media, you're not actually seeing these users and in person and seeing the impact you have. So having that person tell you that can really, you know, change your thought process mm -hmm. and what you post. It and, definitely does. Yeah. And you know, what skills do you think you've really found vital to your career as a life coach and skills that you think are really important to have? Mm, first and foremost, hunger. Hunger. Right, once you have that dream, you have to be willing to chase it with everything you have. So just ha having the ability to stay driven, to stay hungry, um, the ability to keep yourself motivated. Right? And that's gonna look different from a lot of us. Um, you know, for me, I've always been one to, to listen to motivational and inspirational videos every day. Believe it or not, when I'm at the gym, I'm not listening to music. You know, I'm listening to an hour-long inspirational, motivational video with a compilation of some of the greatest leaders and speakers to ever walk our planet. And they've got some of the most inspiring backing tracks by some producers like Hans Zimmer and these amazing movie theme songs that really touch the soul. All right, so when I'm in there, I'm still doing, I'm working out on my body, but I'm working on my mind and my will, my heart and my discipline, and also gaining some of the most profound wisdom that's ever existed. And so, I mean, essentially, I don't believe that, you know, you, you pursue success. I believe that, you know, you, you gain success by becoming an attractive person and a valuable person. And so the more value to add to yourself, I think the more success that will follow. And I want to ask, do you have any new business ventures or, you know, big plans for the future? At the moment, I have a couple things in the works that may be a potential business opportunity that I, I can't really discuss right at this second. Um, but my main priority is to continue to build this coaching business to really um, pursue becoming the best coach in the world and becoming one of the best speakers in the world. And so I, I think at this moment right now, I think I'm really seeking, you know, Tony Robbins is probably the greatest of this generation. But before him, Tony Robbins had a mentor named Jim Rohn, who was probably one of my number one favorite speakers of all time and he mentored Tony 
Right, so I think I, I'm at a stage where I'm really starting to seek a mentor, like a Jim Rohn, or someone to take me under their wing so I can see how greatness does it and to be in the presence of greatness. And just to wrap up this podcast, what is the biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learn? I was asked a, a question recently on another podcast and the host said, if there was a billboard that you could leave and that would be there for eternity, what would your message say? And honestly, it would be chase the dream and leave your mark. I love that. Well, Colton Daly, thank you so much for thank being you. on our this podcast. This is awesome. You're a great hostess. Thank you. Thank you. And again, where can our viewers find you online? Yeah, right now, just uh, my Instagram. So it's Colton, C-O-L-T-O-N, my middle initial, which is M, and then Daly, D-A-L-Y. Perfect. And you can find us at, at Gentech Marketing on all social media platforms. Colton, thank you again. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.